I'm uh, Zach Kick. Uh, I'm a comedian from Montreal. Uh, I was born here. I'm 24 years old. I've been doing stand-up since I was like 19 years old uh, in the Montreal scene. And uh, here I am now, five years later. I always kind of equate it to being like on drugs, kind of. Like, vague, vague memories, and, like, sometimes they're like, how do I even believe that? Like, I, like, it legit felt like I was just doing edibles every single day as a child. Uh, but, uh, first 10 years, I guess, pretty, a lot of, confu I don't know, very confusing, but, uh, I think that, I don't know, I think I kind of knew who I was kind of earlier on, especially when I was, like, I've never even, even when I was, like, a kid, like, the only thing I ever wanted to do was be a comedian. So I was kind of like very clear set on that. I just didn't know how that was going to manifest. I didn't know what that meant, you know? Like, uh, you know, I, I like, like until like the age of like seven, I didn't even know how animation worked. I thought people were legit live drawing shit. So I had no idea how anything worked. But, uh, kind of a dumb kid. Like, I guess everyone's a dumb kid, but like, uh, I was a dumb kid into into like uh, dressing up and stuff like that, theatrical kid kinda. But yeah, and here and here I am. Uh, I think. Well, I kind of grew up with like a lot of musicals and stuff like that. My sister was really into musicals for a bit, uh, and like she was my older sister, so whatever she did, I had to kind of like go along with. So I remember watching like Chicago like like ten times. Went to go see Chicago like twice. I seen a lot of like millennial like musicals. I'm really well versed in that. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of like my mom is into theater and stuff like that. They never really did it. They're just kind of more like uh, enjoying it from the back. But uh, in high school, I started doing like uh, theater and like in Sajab, I did theater as well. They were supportive, like, they didn't really understand what it was completely, you know? Like, they're very supportive because it was like, I had, I liked something, you know? Um, and, like, you look, I get that, that at the time then, like, I maybe, like, I wouldn't think they were that supportive because, like, they didn't, like, understand me, but just them, like, kind of, like, trying to participate is good enough, you know? They would hyper-focus on, like, some other parts of it, you know? Like, like, I would just, I would do improv, like, like, I don't know, I did improv for, like, a few years, and then they, they thought, oh, I love, like, the one thing I loved was improv. I was just doing improv because it was just, uh, it was just the only thing I could do that was, like, comedy-related in school, you know? I even studied cinema, and not because I like cinema, because I was like, I can make funny videos <laughs> and say Jeff, you know? <laughs> Like, I guess, like, also, like, kind of, like, my my taste in comedy kind of comes from, like, my sister and my mom, kind of. My sister used to just, like, show me, like, a bunch of movies, and I was just like, oh, this is hilarious. And I, I it would kind of, like, stick on me more than it would stick on her, you know? I think the only thing I, I ever cared about was, like, comedy and stuff like that. Like, even when I watched a movie, it had to be a comedy. If I had to watch a TV show, it had to be a comedy. Even when I was a kid, I would play, like, a mini-clip off-brand site called Funny Games. And that was, like, my main website where I'd play because I was like, oh, it's funny games. I like funny things. Uh, high school, a lot of making videos. Like, uh, I grew up with YouTube, and, like, 
elementary school is about like i try to experiment with youtube but then like high school is kind of like when i started learning about these programs i want to learn about like photoshop um like sony vegas and stuff like that like these really early programs uh even like just like movie maker and shit like that like really simple programs just kind of learning how to like make videos but that was like my like my like whole focus in high school is just like any project had to be a video any project had to be funny i think it had to be like probably like my first one of my first shows in like high school i was a shit ass actor i was not great but i just remember like the like like a joke that you were performing for like months just going over well with an audience you know and like and that's just like really fun to like to almost not expect that like that pop you're like whoa what it's almost like time slows down for a little bit you're like what the like like this feels amazing and like it's just all that adrenaline and it's over before you know it there's like it's really oh it's it's a really fun state to be in where like you've rehearsed this you're nervous but like instincts kind of take over Um, stand-up kind of just came because it was like the e like uh, it felt like like I was finally making progress. Like I always want I didn't know if I was gonna be an actor or like a writer or I just wanted to do comedy. And then someone I knew uh, at like hey he's like hey I, I've done like comedy at the Comedy Nest. It's like right next to my school. Like you should do it. And I was like okay yeah. So I did it and then I did it like the next week again. And I was like immediately I was like. Even before I did, I knew, like, when I do this, this is when I start. You know, I'm starting stand-up now. Not like I'm trying. I'm starting it. And then, I, and then like, I did two shows, and I went away for, like, a month or two. And then I came back, and I was just so into it, and I just took off right away. It's a bad... I, think the, like, I talk about autism. Like, I have a joke about being, like, autistic or something, and, like... People have like talked about it. People are like, oh yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yo, the joke, like if you break it down, the joke is really not really saying anything about autism, but just because it's like mentioned, everyone's going crazy, you know? And I get it because it's like from coming from someone who like who is autistic. So like I I, I get it, but like it's so funny. Like, why is this joke? Like, why this one? This is not even like like this is not a, this this type of joke to champion behind, you know? I never, I never, oh my God, I, I got, I got booked on two autism awareness shows on the same week because of that shit. The joke about getting my fucking dick sucked in the handicap stall, you know, like it's fucking stupid. People resonate with like the, like the, the, the mental illness and struggles a lot. And I'm not necessarily trying to connect with people like that. You know, I'm not really like trying to like, what's the material that's going to move people. It just kind of happened to do that, you know? I've had all those jokes, but now it's like. Some of you don't even use them to get laughs. You use them, like, they're gonna get laughed, but you use them to, like, set up a different joke. I use this to win them over to get another joke later. Which is, like, I don't know, it feel, feels like you unlock that after, like, a little bit of doing stand-up. Yeah, I like, I like, I don't know, I like jokes that are, like, sh like, like short and, like, kind of, like, make people think I'm dumb. You know, <laughs> like... A, a joke I like right now is like I say like I don't like using spermicide or condoms. I like to pull out and come outside the window. No way to survive without fall. And I like I like stupid shit where like like people are come breaking their legs when they fall out the window. It's so stupid. You know, like 
it's so stupid but I, like, I like stupid shit like that or i talk about like selling like those little dinosaur pills and like like swallowing them and they expand inside my stomach or like uh or I talk about like i would joke about craft singles i kind of like i, I, I kind of like leaning into like the wackier like sillier jokes but also kind of making them dark you know i don't know i i like someone who's just like who's very like very like serious about something that's like but the way it comes off is like really like silly that's my favorite type of people people who are earnest people who are like so earnest and like they don't think they're a character but they are the biggest character over that's what i'm trying to do if i stand up you know like i have friends like that some of my best friends are people who are just naturally weird and naturally like you say the funniest things and you have no idea what the fuck you're saying you know uh that's who i'm trying to be i'm trying to be someone who's like who doesn't know how funny they are almost it's like i'm trying to ascend you know if you ever seen like you ever see you ever watch dragon ball super <laughs>
in English stand-up, it's it's free un unless stated otherwise, you know? And even so, like you're doing a weekend show, you get paid like 25 bucks, like maybe 30 bucks for like 10, 15 minutes, which is not bad, you know? It's not bad at all. Uh, but it could be like, I did a show for a French comedy club. I got paid $75 for like seven minutes. It's like, oh, this is actual money. Like when, like those other, those other ones, it's almost like thank you money, you know? And, and like, and it's getting better now. Like people are starting to pay more, but it is still not good. You know, like the money really isn't producing. Cause like people will do stand up for free, you know? And so it is what it is. It's getting a little bit better, but it is like, it's still not great because there's like, I don't know. The standards are that great. Even like, even coming out of the pandemic, there was some like weird, like goings on with like some producers, like them, just some people not trying to pay people or just like using like the, uh, the, the pandemic as an excuse not to pay people. Like it's almost more profitable to do stand up sometimes, but like do them like big shows that you produce where like you find a venue, you're like, oh, you guys are the clientele. Like, let's do the show for like the X amount of money. I hire these comedians, I can pay the X amount, but like it's only like maybe once or twice a month. It's more profitable to do that than like grind out at like open mics and like try to showcase for shows and go on shows because like we're just doing that just for reps. It's not like we're going out to, to like maybe see like. A producer who might see us sometimes on a real show or like an agent, like we're just doing it for reps. I either I, like I was either want to like figure out a way to like where I could do stand up in the states, you know, like I was thinking that project might be just to get like, a, like some kind of van, convert it, where I could sleep in it, and just drive around the states for as long as my visa allows. Come back here, do stand up here, and go back and forth. Um, that's kind of risky, you know, financially, like, it's like, I need like money coming in. I need to be in a good spot for that. So it's like something I could try to work for. So like, yeah, either you like do the showcase thing, you try to like reach out and try to become like on the radar of those major publications in Canada. And maybe they'll like send you places and then maybe you could branch over to America, you know, and then, or you just go to America, grind it out there and just start from zero. But like, at least you have a better percentage chance of doing that there than in Canada. And then you could do it online, you know, try to get a following online with a podcast, clips, whatever, whatever. But that's also kind of like risky because, well, it depends how you want to like, what's your goal for that? Because once you get an audience and you're selling tickets for that audience, you're just performing for that audience, right? So... No, it's almost freeing to not have an audience because it's like you don't have there's no expectations of you. You know, you don't have to like you like you like you could completely switch an opinion on something, you know, and no one cares because no one was tracking what you last said last week. You know, anyways, those three options are kind of like how how I see it. And uh, there might be a new option, new options coming out. You know, who knows? It's always going to change. Who knows what the world's going to look like in three years, you know? Oh, like there's probably factors outside of comedy that could affect comedy, you know? Oh, I was going to update you because like, uh, so I told you I did a showcase and I just got uh, the originals for like Montreal for GFL. I know I was like dooming so hard in that last interview.
Uh, and then and then all of a sudden, like a week, two weeks later, I got like this like the message, and I was like, and I got it, and I'm like, okay, sick. And I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about it. Like, it, I got JFL, gained the path. That's all I want. I want the fucking lanyard. That's all I want. I just want to go to those after parties. You know. Yeah, and also it's the money gig too. So like, because there's royalties, baby. <laughs> so that's sweet, sweet Canadian royalties. If only I could get like five of these gigs a year, you know. I'm still in the dark about a lot of this. Like, they, I just signed the contract. I didn't really tell me who else is on it. What does it really mean? Like, it's cool for me. I get to I get to say I've done JFL, and also the senior doing. I've never never really done a comedy festival before, and then this summer I'm doing two comedy festivals, and the ones like I really wanted to do. I'm on a show uh, called North Americans. <laughs> I'm essentially paying all the money I'm going to get paid to do JFL originals to do Edinburgh. <laughs> it's uh, it feels like the first step, but uh, it's still like I can't see the like the steps in front of me, you know. And so it's like hard to be like it's hard to hold on to this. Like I got this, but it doesn't mean this means something. This means just like this. This is just like something along the way. This isn't the way. It's just on the way of something else, and like. Doesn't mean I like entered a new stratosphere or anything. I just kind of have to like continue doing what I have to do. This might just make things a little bit easier sometimes to me. Like, and it kind of like minimizes a lot of things for me. So that's fun, but uh, it's not like I'll feel like I'm any closer to doing other JFL stuff. Really, you know, like there's still a lot of competition, and I was ex extremely excited. I didn't, I didn't expect to get that. You know, everything I got this year, I did not expect any of this to happen. Didn't expect to showcase, didn't expect to get JFL, didn't expect to like go to Edinburgh. I think it's just like making, just making people laugh and like making myself laugh and just thinking that like I'm smart, I'm funny, I'm likable, you know, like all those good things you want to feel about yourself because you're not telling yourself that or you just don't tell, like you don't feel that all the time, you know? That's kind of what that is. It's just like, I want to feel accepted. I want to feel like I'm smart. I want to feel like I'm special. You know, and the best thing about stand-up is like, you're showcasing how special, it's just so weird about yourself. You're showcasing how special you are. You know? What makes me different than the others? Like, is it my thinking? Is it like my, is it like my performance? Is it my writing? You're just looking for anything to, to stand out, get people to laugh, you know? And like some people, I don't know, I feel like intrinsically that's what every comedian just kind of wants. It's just to feel special, feel like they're smart, and feel like people like them.